welcome to the first ever episode of our new podcast, How Have You Never Seen That? I'm Melissa Curley. I am your host, and I am here with my very good friend, the reason for this entire podcast, the wonderful Brielle Brooke. Hey, guys. So basically what we're doing here is... We are going through a gigantic list of movies that it turns out Brielle has never seen that basically anyone that would meet her would say, how have you never seen that? A little background, Brielle and I have known each other now for, what, about two years? Yeah, two years. Two years. We met as co-workers and became quick friends, I think I'd say within like a week (laughs) of working together. Um, And so we, you know, of course, as friends do, we talk, and it came to my attention that she had never seen a single Star Wars movie, which I just thought was an absolute shame, and pretty much just kidnapped her for one or two nights a week for about six weeks straight, and forced her to watch every single Star Wars movie. For those of you who care, we watched in release order, except for Rogue One, which we watched after episode three. And that was kind of where this all started from. We were sitting there watching Star Wars, and I just figured, like, okay, this is just a a girl who hasn't seen Star Wars. That happens. But what really surprised me was when we first started watching episode four, A New Hope, Han Solo entered, and so Harrison Ford is on screen, and Brielle, you know, kind of just as an aside, looks at me and first comments on how beautiful Harrison Ford is, which is true, and that's how we know that she is a good person. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think that makes you a good person. But. Yeah. And then she said, why do I know him? He looks so familiar. What else has he been in? At which point, I'm pretty sure I paused the movie <laughs> because... Yeah, you did. I didn't understand, and I just sort of started rattling off a whole bunch of Harrison Ford roles, of course the number one being Indiana Jones, which is going to be our first movie for this podcast. So I kind of started having this realization that Brielle had maybe never seen more movies than just Star Wars, and... As we started talking, the list just sort of kept growing. Until it was a slippery, slippery slope. Very slippery slope. <laughs> but it's still growing, and we have actually comprised a list of, I don't think we've counted it, but I would say probably somewhere around 50 movies that Brielle has not seen that I have deemed necessary to her life that I think most people would agree are necessary to anyone's life. So after going through a few of them and really enjoying all of her reactions, we've decided to start this little podcast to find out what Brielle knows about these movies she hasn't seen and then to get her reactions to the movies when she's seen them. Does that pretty much sum it up? Totally sums it up. And we've watched a couple of good ones so far. We have. First of all, I loved Star Wars. Yes. That's very important. <laughs> that's very a little, important that's solidified content. our friendship. <laughs> Star Wars was amazing. How, what else have we watched? Um, our, well, our most recent was Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park was very scary. Which <laughs> was so, so here's, scary. So here's the thing you should know about Brielle, is that not only has she not seen the majority of these movies, she has absolutely zero idea what they are about. Like, no. somehow she has avoided through all of pop culture everything about these movies. We sat down to watch Jurassic Park, and when it started, she was surprised because it was scary. <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure your exact words were, is this the one where the dinosaurs come to life? Yeah. Like that is what I said. That's what I said. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. Do we have anything else we need to talk about before we get into? Yeah, I think I should explain why I've never seen anything. That's true. Let's let's understand why you've never seen anything. (laughs) 
I've never seen anything for a variety of reasons. Uh, probably the first reason being that we didn't watch movies in my house growing up. We just didn't. We we watched, you know, as I got older, I started watching movies myself, like the early 2000s rom-coms that I think most people have seen, Mean Girls, movies like that. Mm-hmm. But when I was younger, we listened to Broadway show soundtracks in my house. That is what we listened to. That was our form of entertainment. We watched Disney movies, but the kind of movies that you're talking about that most people have seen in life, <laughs> never seen them, mostly. I, I actually can't think of even one that <laughs> I have seen <laughs> before coming to you and you telling me yeah. that I've never seen them. That's so. true. I should also clarify that I am in no way a movie expert, or I would not even consider myself a movie buff. I just kind of think I'm about average for movies that people have seen. Um, and, and I'm severely behind. Exactly. <laughs> so um, I really hope that any of you listening are not going to hear my opinions and think that I'm horribly wrong and crazy and that like I have no business being a movie critic or movie expert because I'm not claiming to be one in any way, shape, or form. I just like most people, I guess, or what I assumed most people until I met Brielle, really. I just grew up watching these movies. My dad had them on or... You know, they were family favorites, or my friends watched them, and so I did, or I don't know. I just, I guess I should also maybe let you guys know, I I spent a little bit of time working in Disney World at the Great Movie Ride, which was the best part of my life, and I met my husband there, and so that kind of got into my little bit of love of movies as well, because I worked with a lot of people who just love the movies more than life itself, I think, and, you know, they're the movies are wonderful. They're an escape from your real life. And they, you know, we have friends of characters in movies and we learn lessons and we relate to them. And I can't wait to start relating. Never done that before I watched these movies. So yes, <laughs> it's going to be good for me. I think this is going to be a positive step in my life to start, to yeah. start watching film. Yes. I think one of my favorite reactions that you've had so far to a movie was actually at the end of the first Star Wars. And you just like, your whole face lit up and you were like, that was amazing. That was, it was an adventure and it was a buddy movie and it was like, and you just like named all these like <laughs> wonderful things about Star Wars. And I just remember sitting there and going, oh my God, she gets it. <laughs> <laughs> and like, it was all those things that like I feel about these movies. And I think so far you've been pretty on par with what I like hoped you would get out of them. Definitely. It was, I, I wasn't sure if I was going to like it. I was tentative. Obviously I never had a will to watch it before. <laughs> so I wasn't sure if this was going to be the end of Melissa and I's friendship. It's true. There was it a was lot of pressure. It was nerve wracking. <laughs> there was a lot of pressure. Luckily I loved it. I have, it might've been the first adventure movie I've ever seen. Who knows? I don't, I don't think, I think of any category like action is probably the the least category that I've seen movies. Most, yeah. Cause most of the movies we've watched so far have been more in that action adventure. Exactly. We did the Goonies. We did the Goonies. Which also, I, I mean, as the podcast says, how have you never seen that? Because (laughs) I grew up on the Goonies. I watched it, I think probably once a month as a kid. And there's a lot of other movies on this list that I'm going to feel the same way about that I'm very excited for you. I'm very excited too. So let's start talking about this first movie that we're going to be watching for you guys, um, which is Indiana Jones, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, I'm scared. (laughs) (laughs) So 
what do you know about this movie? Do you know anything about this movie so Well, far? what I know now is that Harrison Ford is starring in this movie. Yes, he is. <laughs> he is. Do you want to take a stab at who he plays in this movie? I'm going to say with, uh, you know, just all, all the context <laughs> clues that I've gathered that he is Indiana Jones. Yes, he is. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> do you have any idea who Indiana Jones is, though, aside from Harrison Ford? Well, what I know from the pop culture is that he's some kind of... Well, I can tell you what I think he wears. He, okay. He wears a cowboy hat, I think. Okay. And I think I've seen him holding a lasso. <laughs> I am neither confirming or denying any okay, of my yeah. thoughts about these you movies you before they start. We just want to get it on record what she's expecting. You don't expecting. have to tell me. I think I've seen... Is he a cowboy? <laughs> I, I feel like I've seen him wearing a cowboy hat, a lasso, and also cowboy boots. So I'm thinking this is a western. Okay. So, I mean, that kind of goes into my next question, which yeah. was, based on the title of this movie, Indiana Jones, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Oof. what do you think this That's, is setting this movie up to be And it's the first about? of a series, right? Yes. Okay. You know, I can't say what Raiders of the Lost Ark pertains to whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest what, what, what with you. What do you think The Lost Ark is? The Lost Ark, it could be anywhere from Noah's to Jones to... Jones? <laughs> Joan of Arc. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> to, I guess, someone's Lost Ark. Okay. And there's, it sounds like there's going to be a raid of <laughs> the Lost Ark. Maybe he's looking for treasure of some kind. Like a pirate. Okay. Like a cowboy so pirate. So we have a cowboy pirate. <laughs> okay, well, raiders would would tell you stealing, right? Someone's stealing from the from a lost ark. Okay. Or trying to find a lost ark. I don't know. Again, I am I am I am not saying I know, anything I know. here. I know. So, do you know any famous lines from this movie? Is there anything in pop culture that absolutely has not? Not a single line. Not a single line. Okay. Nothing. Like with Star Wars, I I knew like Luke, I am your father. That's what, I knew that from yeah. pop culture. I know nothing about Indiana Jones. I feel like it's an action movie, and I feel like he's gonna go like raid the Lost Ark. Okay. <laughs> like, he is going to get himself into some jams, some trouble, and he's going to have to get out of it, and then he's going <laughs> to he's gonna save the day, eventually. All right. Well, I think that's, that's solid. So we're going to go watch this um, cowboy pirate movie, and <laughs> stay tuned. I have a feeling by your tone that he might not be <laughs> a cowboy pirate. So I'm trying not to give anything away. And now I am rethinking everything, but I guess we'll just watch it yeah. and see. So we'll be back shortly with Brielle's reaction to Indiana Jones. Hey everyone, have you ever dreamed of reading an ad written by your husband for his self-published comic book? Me neither, but hey, here we go. This podcast is brought to you by Parked Comic. Parked is a new comic about a group of people who work at a rundown roadside amusement park. Created by Matt Curley and Brennan Kahn, this new comic is coming out in May with pre-orders starting in March. Oh yeah, and be sure to follow at Parked Comic on Instagram and Twitter. Thanks everyone, now back to the show. I wish you all could see her hand motions right now. (laughs) Indiana Jones! What do we think? 
Oh my god! It was so good. I loved it. Yeah. I absolutely loved it, as you can tell. I could tell. From, <laughs> from my exclamatory rendition of the theme song by the master himself, John Williams. I know, you love John Williams. I love John yeah, Williams. Love John Williams? That's right. As soon as the, the first note came on, <laughs> the very first note of music in this movie, I said, who is that? Who did this? And Melissa looked over at me and said, John Williams. John Williams. And I said, of course! The king of soundtracks. The king of soundtracks. Guys, Indiana Jones, I don't know if you've heard, excellent film. Yeah, it's a classic. <laughs> it's a classic. It is really a classic. It's a classic. I'm here to tell you, Indiana Jones is a great film. Steven Spielberg is coming up. And uh, he's going to do big things. He is going to do big things. I'm here, think, here to report for the very first I time. I think he's going somewhere. He's really going somewhere. I'm here to tell you. Well, I'm glad you loved it. Um, I loved I, it. I yeah. could tell, like, the whole movie, actually. Like, your reactions were fantastic. It was a, it was an excellent film. Nothing, nothing but... Great reactions from me all around. So I hope you understand why people have always looked at you and said, Brielle, how have you never seen that? That's true. I guess the giant <laughs> the giant jaw to the floor that I always see when people are like, oh, well, this in Indiana Jones or that reference in Indiana Jones. And I'm like, mm, sorry, haven't seen it. I totally get it now. I can see why it's a classic and I know we'll get even deeper into it. Yeah, I'm excited to kind of dissect this a little bit with you. Yeah. So I'm going to kind of, like, go through the movie, like, scene by scene a little bit, and you'll, you know, you'll chime in, you'll ask your questions, give your thoughts, and... I'm happy um, to. I know I'm the the foremost voice on... What what would be the right word for that? When you're, like, the expert in the field? The... Like, <laughs> well, I'm I'm glad to be interviewed about Indiana Jones. Great. I'm really I'm really can't wait for people to hear my thoughts. I'm really excited for people to hear your thoughts. Um, and I have like and I have questions for you now also that you've finally seen this and I couldn't ask you earlier. It's true. So I'm gonna just kind of start with the opening scene of Indiana Jones trekking into the jungle, very very tan. Very, very sweaty. Um, 1936? I think, yeah. Yeah. Goes into this crazy cave full of booby traps and... Very Goonies. I know. And, you know, it's kind of funny that we watched The Goonies first, and I wish that we had done this in the other order, that we'd watched Indiana Jones and then watched The Goonies, and also, I'm so sorry to all of our listeners that you, that we started this show after your Goonies experience, but yeah, I mean, this is basically like The Goonies for grown-ups. It is the Goonies for grown-ups, and I have to just say that Harrison Ford was so tan in that scene. <laughs> he There's, I almost didn't recognize him, and I think maybe today that level of tan wouldn't fly, but that was that was a level of tan. I feel like we need to do some research on, like, the order of when they filmed this, and, like, had he just come from doing a lot of desert scenes? I don't know. That looked <laughs> fake to me. That looked like a fake tan, and oh. he looked dirty. <laughs> he was dirty. Yeah, he was dirty. I guess I guess he has a right to be being yeah. out, in, out there in the jungle and in in caves. Yeah, but so I like I couldn't understand that you'd never seen that famous scene with him switching the idol and that giant boulder rolling after him. You've it's you've a famous never, scene. It is. It's very famous. That boulder and him running from it. Actually, when you're down in, in Disney World at Hollywood Studios, there's an Indiana Jones epic stunt spectacular, which 
sadly is closing soon they actually like show you how they filmed that scene and they have that giant boulder like rolling after a stunt man very cool so cool you know all i could think in this booby trap scene was of a of another notable film i guess you could call it a classic national treasure (laughs) (laughs) melissa's laughing because i couldn't stop talking about national treasure the The entire time we were watching i think your exact quote was wow now i get national treasure on a whole new level (laughs) i did i got national treasure on a whole new level let me just give you a little bit of background I love National Treasure. (laughs) It's actually one of my favorite movies of all time. National Treasure 2, another excellent film. Great movies. Really great sequel. Was surprised that they made a great sequel. But seriously, and I'll try to keep the National Treasure talk to (laughs) a limit on this podcast, but I certainly didn't limit myself while we were watching. Pretty much every scene I was like, ah, National Treasure. (laughs) I get it. I mean, this this was... National Treasure was a ripoff of this movie, obviously. You know, not a, a little bit. I wouldn't even say ripoff, but like inspired by this Absolutely. adventure, treasure, everything like that. And this was 10 million times better. So I'm glad <laughs> that I know kind of the origin of where movies like that really were famous beforehand. Just being the national treasure aficionado that I am. But that scene particularly with the boulder and all the booby traps before it really reminded me of that scene at the end of, I believe, the first national treasure where the British guy with long hair is holding up this giant, basically, boulder from falling down onto Nicolas Cage. And uh, he gets trapped in there and dies, unfortunately. <laughs> Nicolas Cage makes it out. Nicolas Cage makes it out, just like of Harrison course. Ford. And like that other guy that was in there with Harrison Ford, the other guy dies, who deceives him. So it's it's similar. I, I you can see yeah. that they stole there are definite tropes that they absolutely run through both. Yeah, but um, great um setup. I loved how they set up those booby traps. Were really interesting, and you could just tell that so much thought went into that. I also feel like I need a national treasure refresher now because <laughs> let me. You can be my classic movie guy, and Melissa Curley. I will be your national treasure guide. Amazing. I will lead you through movie number one and movie number two. I'm, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I'm getting on a long flight in a couple of days, and I need things for the entire trip. I might be watching National Treasure. I think you're going to been, after it's this It's been a while, and I feel like I'm, I'm very hyped for National Treasure 2006's best film. <laughs> I also think I'm going to explore movies that are similar to National Treasure and just, like, make you a list of National Treasure-inspired movies. (laughs) Honestly, I'm sure there are more than I even know about. Absolutely. Because Indiana Jones was never a movie. Of course I've heard of it. But it was not a movie I ever would have watched on my own. Doesn't sound interesting at all. Obviously, I thought it was about pirates and (laughs) cowboys. And I guess it was kind of that in a way. We'll get to that. (laughs) Well, I guess we'll get there. But I, I think I really just would never have seen it. I'm very glad I did. I'm so glad you yeah. did. And now, and you have three more Indiana Jones to watch. There are three point. more after this. Three more. There well, are four I don't, in total. I don't personally count the fourth one. <laughs> you just leave that, that came, one out. I think that one came out like maybe ten years ago. The Crystal Skull was Shia. LaBeouf. Are they all with Harrison Ford? All with Harrison Ford. Oh, Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, I don't know. He got out of that hole. Okay. Um, okay. Well, the other three that are sort of acceptable to you. 
there's two that are acceptable yes. to you and one um, that isn't. Okay. I will say the second one, I mean, Matt loves the second one. Matt, my husband, I don't actually remember if we mentioned him earlier, but he's our producer on this show. He's actually the one that kind of talked us into doing this little movie experiment. So he loves the second one, Temple of Doom. Temple um, of Doom. Temple of Doom. And, we'll have to do another but podcast I happen on to love the third one, which is Last Crusade, and just because my personal favorite parts of Indiana Jones are all of the, like, humorous scenes, and Last Crusade just brings in so much more humor, and it's fantastic. And well, that is very exciting. I'm excited for you to watch that one. Can't wait. Alright, so we covered that opening scene and all the booby traps, so we next see... Indiana Jones as Professor Jones. <laughs> hot nerd alert! Hot nerd alert, everyone. Such a hot nerd. I just um, took a deep sigh. Hmm. Professor Jones. I feel like Professor Jones is like your dream man. Professor Jones is my dream man. Yeah. Professor Jones, if you're listening, <laughs> tweet at us. <laughs> yeah. Or if you're a hot nerd professor who... Is also an archaeologist. I don't know. Just have to be an archaeologist. Just a hot nerd. Listen professor. up, hot nerds. Um, tweet at us. Tweet at us. <laughs> There's no other qualification. At pod never seen. At um, pod never seen. You can send your photo and resume. <laughs> <laughs> photo and resume. Honestly, just tweet us your phone number. I'll, I'll Facetime you and we'll we'll t- we'll chat. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But really, like this was like. Indiana Jones as as a professor was like Ross Geller on like steroids, right? I don't. I feel like I just. <laughs> you don't I mean, see it with Ross Geller. I just, I just can't. Ross Geller is is a cute nerd. I don't know if he's a hot nerd, but he's like a paleontologist. He's, yeah. You know, if, like, if you don't know who we're talking about, we're talking about Ross from Friends. But I just I relate the two because they're those are the two like nerdy professors in my mind but but (laughs) indiana jones man with that outfit those glasses i love that suit that suit (laughs) is incredible those eyes behind those glasses are incredible (laughs) everything about him as soon as he comes out as the professor is perfection i agree i do definitely agree and all those girls in that classroom agree all the girls in that classroom agree they're all staring at Professor Jones, <laughs> including the one that has the, what does it say on her it says eyes? love you. It says love you on her eyelids. I, Was this a thing? I, do I you know? I have to tell you, I, I do not know. I don't know if this is a thing, but every time I watch this movie, I wonder if that girl did it herself or if she has a roommate or like a best friend. That does that to her eyes for her. Because it's dedication is what it is. real dedication. I actually think I'm going to take a note from her and just, like, if I'm around a crush that I have, just, like, <laughs> just write love you on my eyelids. I will do it for you. Oh, that's really nice. That's friendship <laughs> for you. And then I'll just bat my eyelids just around that person and hope they see it. Honestly, it did trip him up a little bit. It's, it, it could totally be a great technique. I mean, like, the fact is, like, Indiana Jones, as hot as he is, and as much as he's got, like, his little, like, romance storyline, he, I don't think he's, like, an incredibly confident person when it comes to women. I never got that sense. He's he's no Han Solo. This is a different character. And I think all those girls ogling him just, like, he has no idea where to look in that room. <laughs> it was a great scene overall. Yeah, he is such a hot nerd. And then, like, the next scene, we get him in, like, his really cool, like, smoking bathrobe. I don't oh, know yeah, his, like, Hugh Hefner smoking jacket sort yeah. of thing. That's when he goes back to his place, right? And he's yeah. 
packing to take his, his next adventure. expedition. Yeah. We kind of, like, skipped over what the what the expedition assignment was. It's, like, all... It's still, like... I, I don't know. It's kind of, like, hush-hush that these two people from the government come, and they're like, hey, we need you to get the Ark, and... I always think it's so cool also that, like, Indiana Jones has, like, zero belief in any of this. Like, he does not believe that this Ark of the Covenant has, like, he doesn't believe that it has any crazy powers. Right, people continuously warn him um, about the dangers of seeking out the Ark because they've heard that there are people who have, you know, mysteriously disappeared or something's happened to them. They they came back, they were never the same or they Mm -hmm. never came back at all. When trying to seek out this yeah. ark. So he's like, oh, please. There's no magical powers. There's no... God isn't controlling this. All of that. He which is which is interesting. the historical yes. piece of it. Yeah. Which I, I love about him. I feel like I should point out that... Just a little bit of history about me. That I went to school. I, I studied history at Vassar. Which I feel like I should share because people might be questioning why I love National Treasure so much. <laughs> And so I really did appreciate Indy's just, like, outlook on finding it for history. And I think that's probably why I love movies like this so much. And National Treasure as well. Because I really, really love history. And I love finding things that explain our past. Which is what makes this movie even cooler to me. Hot nerd alert. It's me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right there with you. I was an art history major. Yeah. At Binghamton. Going to a museum is like my favorite thing in the world. And like staring at these artifacts. So Indiana Jones is the coolest person ever. Yes. He's so cool. (laughs) And hot. Okay. Moving on. (laughs) Yes. So we've got Indy in his bathrobe, packing up his stuff. He casually tosses his gun into his... Super casually because you know why he is always cautious. That's what he says, right? Yeah, Something along I'm those always, lines. I'm always cautious. It's like, oh yeah, don't worry. I'm always cautious. Tosses a gun into yeah. his into his bag. Tosses in the gun. It was the in, 1930s. You just do in that. The, uh, the whip. Oh right, the whip, which I didn't realize was a whip. Yes. Until I was told, <laughs> I really thought it was a lasso. It was- <laughs> I know, we crushed your Indiana Jones as a cowboy dreams. Well, listen, I still think he's a cowboy. He wears a cowboy hat. Yeah, he wears a cowboy-esque hat. I don't know. Doesn't he? um, It's a cowboy hat. How else could you describe that hat? I guess it is kind of a cowboy hat. Oh, it's it's a a cowboy hat. It's probably like a a Stetson. I think that's the, like, famous cowboy hat. I actually have one. Of course Um, you do. (laughs) Yeah, so I was down in Florida with my aunt, and it was the first time that I was taking Matt to meet her, and... We're, like, hanging around her apartment, and out of the blue, she goes, Matt, do you wear hats? And he's like, yeah, because, like, he wears baseball hats all the time. Right. And she was like, oh, hold on. And then she comes back out with this, like, (laughs) classic, like, legitimate, like, suede Stetson cowboy hat. Yeah. That we still don't know why she had it, but she, like, insisted on giving it to Matt. And he actually did wear it one year when he dressed up as Indiana Jones for Halloween. We actually, there was a year that a group of us planned to all go as different Harrison Ford characters. Love that. Um, Unfortunately, it failed. (laughs) And we didn't end up going as different Harrison Ford characters because I was going to be Han Solo and Matt was going to be Indiana Jones. And I don't remember who everyone else was going to be, but it crashed and burned because nobody else from the group followed through. Oof, what a letdown. So I will give you the cowboy hat, but it's definitely not a lasso. I guess it's not a lasso, but he does, and we'll we'll get there later in the movie, but he does use it as a lasso in several occasions. He does. He He does. 
But I guess it's a whip. Okay. <laughs> it is. It is technically a whip. Also, I always think about how heavy that thing must be because I think it's like a leather. Looks like it, yeah. It's crazy. Well, he packs all his essentials and he is ready. He does, and he, <laughs> off he goes on that, like, super shoddy looking airplane. Okay, that airplane only reminded me of, like, a bathtub. It was just this <laughs> giant, like, like cavernous, huge thing. Not sure how it was in the air. It makes me, like, really thankful for modern air travel. So true. he flew in that thing from, it looks like around, like, maybe, like, the Bay Area. Yeah. To Nepal. Yeah. And I don't think that thing could stay in the air for that long. I don't think so either. I don't, I don't think so. We're gonna have to do some research on air travel in the 1930s. Though while we were watching it, Matt, our producer, Melissa's husband, also <laughs> just commented on how fancy he thought it was. I that know, he wanted to travel. It was. On it one. seemed so first class. <laughs> um, like crazy. Yeah. No, first class if you want to die. But okay. <laughs> um, Scariest part of Indiana Jones. Scariest part is that plane. <laughs> that plane really threw us for a loop. Never no. mind the snakes and Oof. the spikes and all of the Yeesh. things trying to kill him. Yeesh. That plane for sure. All right, but let's let's keep going because yes. next up on this list to talk about is Marion. Marion. Well, at first I was confused about Marion because I thought, is this a girl from Nepal that he met on a previous expedition? Or I think I mentioned to you and Matt while we were watching, I was like, she doesn't look like she's from Nepal. <laughs> and you guys were like, she's not from Nepal. She's not from Nepal. <laughs> and I was like, is this just another classic like whitewashing of like an actress playing a different culture? And no, apparently it's not. She's American. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't. I was sitting on the remote control and realized it at that moment. Real <laughs> was just watching me. She just pulled the remote out of her butt. It's fine. <laughs> so, just a little distraction. It's fine. Keep going. So, Marion. Yeah. So, one of the best, I think, introductions to a female character that I've seen in one of these more classic era movies, which is that they come in on her having this shots competition with obviously like a local mm-hmm. Nepalese guy and she owns the bar, right? Yes. She owns but the bar. I think she owns it or she works it. Maybe it was her father's and now I who knows. And she has some sort of ownership of it. Right. Bar. And she is killing it <laughs> in this drinking game. I would have been dead like three shots in. Absolutely. She's killing it. She is taking shot after shot. She beats this giant man. He falls over. <laughs> It was just an incredible introduction to her character that I was surprised by. I wasn't sure if this was going to be, you know, since it's obviously Indiana Jones, there's lots of masculinity going on in this movie, and it's very focused on Harrison Ford. I was wondering what the female characters in in the movie were going to be like. I don't think this movie passes the Bechdel test. So, it actually does believe does it, it? I know I didn't think it did and I was doing some research because I was very curious because before we watched this I was like I know we're gonna end up talking about the Bechdel test with this because yeah. even though Marion's super awesome she doesn't technically pass but she does and we're no, she only just a little bit pushes his narrative forward no she actually so the Bechdel test there's like three things that have to happen there needs to be at least two female characters they need to talk to each other and they need to talk about something other than a man those are actually the three things and technically oh, and they also they need to have names 
So Sala's wife, who apparently does have a name because she addresses his wife by name at the end of the movie when she says goodbye. I think his, I think it's Farah maybe. The two of them actually do speak to each other and it's about the monkey. It's not about a man. Oh, I reject so it this. Just slips oh, by. oh no. It just slips <laughs> by. I'm with you. I totally reject it, it but is, no. it does <laughs> it's not by the standards of the Bechdel test, past the Bechdel. I think um, Bechdel herself would uh, beg to differ. I know, I know. But, but it's like, but you want it to pass so bad because Marion is so amazing. Marion is an awesome character, and that's really only the point I'm trying to make, is yes. that I, I definitely had an expectation that the women in this movie would not pass the test and would just serve to push along his plot, which they pretty much do. But that introduction to her was awesome and it definitely didn't you know she wasn't like a damsel in distress she no. she was a kick-ass strong woman oh yeah I mean, very every time inspiring. she gets in a bind she's like how am i getting myself out a hundred percent getting me out incredible incredible character and just incredible introduction to a character. Yeah. And then, you know, he comes in to the bar and clearly they have a history, right? Oh yeah. I don't really know what was going on there. I, it's one of those things in Indiana Jones that you don't really have a full answer to and you're not sure you want to. Yeah. <laughs> one thing I really um, love before we get into that is actually what sticks out in my mind most about that scene is his giant shadow before he walks in. Oh, yeah. Like, he, you don't even see him. You just see the doors open. All, all of the bar, like, people at the bar have exited and I forget the line that he said. I think I made you rewind it like three times because I missed it. <laughs> I don't. Th I think he just says like "Hi, Marion." <laughs> he literally just and says she's "Hello, just like Indiana Jones." <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was just a beautifully shot scene with this giant shadow of him and her, just her stature and her the way she addresses him. All really well done. Yeah. There's a lot of really yeah. beautifully shot scenes in this movie. Right. You don't expect it for, like, this, like, action-adventure movie. No, it's awesome. It's so gorgeous. So clearly they had something in the past, but we're just not sure. Yeah, I mean, I always got the sense that they were just young. I mean, maybe she was a little too young. <laughs> yeah, she said, you know, she says something along the lines of, like, I was just a kid, or I was just a child. Yeah. But, um, you know, in the end, we're not really sure. Yeah, I mean, clearly she definitely had feelings for him and yeah. he probably left her high and dry off on another you know, expedition of whether some sort. or not there's more to that we will probably never know but awesome introduction overall very and very especially cool like scene. great setup as to what their relationship is yeah um, or was and she kind of like she's not so happy with Indy. Oh, no. Um, and you don't know if she's going to help him out. I mean, she d clearly does not want to give him that piece that was her father's. But then, you know, here come the Nazis. And Introduction to the worst, ugliest character ever. <laughs> yeah. He just, like... The sight of his face is. Terrifying. I don't know who. Do you know his name? I don't remember his name. But his name is ugly. <laughs> the awesome IMDb. Yeah. Tell me. In he about he two was seconds. so gross. I mean, he was supposed to be. It was the personification of evil. Yeah. This like evil Nazi who's willing to do anything to get to the Ark, including some really really nasty torturous on the on the line of torture to to this poor woman. But he ugh. He just grossed me out the whole time. Yeah, his but he name was is supposed to. Is tot? Tot? 
Tote. Tote? T-O-H-T? He's played by Ronald Lacey. I never really cared about his name I think before. people probably just refer to him as the evil Nazi. The evil Nazi. Yeah. Well, he's gross. He really is. I, <laughs> yeah. I hate that character so much. Me too. He only has um, one redeeming scene in this whole movie, which is when he takes out nunchucks later on, <laughs> and you think he's going to torture Marion and the other guy that she's with in the... In the tent. Mm -hmm. But instead he turns the nunchucks into a hanger. Yep. And hangs his coat. And it is one of the funniest scenes in the entire movie. It is absolutely It's his most redeeming scene by far. (laughs) Hilarious. Hilarious. But we'll we'll get there. We will get there. So we briefly mentioned when we were talking about the Bechdel test, the monkey. The monkey. (laughs) So now just for those of you following along, if you have not seen this movie in a long time, Indiana Jones and Marion at this point are in Cairo. Yes. And Indy meets up with an old friend of his, I guess, which is the awesome Sala. And Great character. Awesome character. Awesome singer. And <laughs> <laughs> I love his voice. He's just fantastic in so yeah. many ways. And Sala kind of, like, takes him in and, you know, he's going to, like, help him get what he needs. Of course... At this point, they've been followed all the way to Cairo by the Nazis because they know that Indy is going to also be after what they're looking for with Bellic, who is, of course, the guy at the beginning of the movie who steals that idol from him, which I always feel so terrible. Poor Indiana Jones. He's always, like, putting in all the hard work and then it's being taken out of his hands yeah. by this guy Bellic. Bellock. Bellic. Who knows? I don't know. And so Indy is just kind of trying to, like, survive Cairo right now while he gets what he needs in order to find the map room to find the Ark. And Sala takes him in, and there's this monkey that just appears in their house, who we think is, like, this really awesome, cute monkey, but turns out to be a spy. Yeah, you (laughs) think, oh, it's, like, an Abu sort of character. He's here to help. Or he's, like, Marcel from France. He's just being so cute. But no! It's a little evil monkey! It's an evil monkey. What the hell? I was shocked, honestly. This was, like, a character that really I got I got very attached to because he was so cute. And then he was messing everything up. He was so evil. And he kind of gets his, which is... He does. I mean, there's a lot of karma in this movie. There's a ton of karma in this movie, including for the poor monkey, which I still felt more bad for him dying than probably anyone else. Yeah. Because he was so darn cute. But yeah, he really messes things up for Indy. It's not right. And then he eats a poisonous date that was meant for Indiana Jones. And uh, he unfortunately dies. Of course, without the monkey telling the Nazis where Indiana Jones is, we would not have this awesome chase scene through Cairo. Right. Which is another just like classic, classic scene. Mostly the scene which I actually paused to talk about this during the movie, but the scene with Indiana Jones facing off against this, I don't know what you would call him, but like the big guy in the black robes with the red turban and the, the red The most sash, the... evil of the evil. Exactly. Guys, the, what do you, would you call the them? ultimate evil yeah, man. Like, <laughs> truly just super, super evil, you know it. Which is another classic scene which you you never saw. No, of course not. Of course. So, just a, a fun story. If you're a big Indiana Jones fan, you probably know this, but if you don't, that particular scene was supposed to be a giant sword fight between Indiana Jones and this man in black. I think his character actually has a name at this point. Because of the scene, he got so famous that he has an action figure. Incredible, um, incredible. But they were supposed Love to, that. They <laughs> had rehearsed this, like, crazy sword fight scene. This this guy is actually a very famous stunt man, and he rehearsed for, I think, about two months or so 
and was like going to have his shining moment and was, you know, all ready for it. Sorry, Terry Richards is his name. And he gets to set that day and they're all ready to film. And Harrison Ford is suffering from dysentery. Oh, no. <laughs> Which like, I did not know that was still a thing. I thought that was like an Oregon Trail kind of disease. Nope, nope. So needless to say, Harrison Ford's not getting through the day so quick. They're filming at this point in England and they need to leave like the next day um, for Tanzania, I think. So as Harrison Ford is frequently running to back to his trailer to um we all know what he's doing back in his trailer we're not gonna say it he's pooping uh, he's pooping and so they realize that to shoot this scene it's gonna take them like two to three days and they don't have that so lots of discussion goes on and the decision is made that hey rather than have this big fight scene indiana jones is just gonna whip out his he's gonna stare this guy down he's gonna whip out his gun he's just gonna shoot him dead and it becomes this amazing comedic moment in the movie that's just become so famous and it's all because Harrison Ford had the runs. You know, honestly, first of all, that is an amazing story. And I'm so glad I know that now. <laughs> that scene in particular was one of my favorites in the whole movie. And it, I thought it definitely was on purpose until you told me that story. Because it was right in line with some of the other comedic moments that you do not see coming at all. Which I just love when they come out of nowhere. Especially since the whole maybe five to ten minutes beforehand was this giant chase scene throughout Cairo. Lots of action, lots of fighting, lots of hiding. Just a ton of action. And then you build up to this giant guy dressed in black robes. Like you know he's gonna just put up the biggest fight. He's like twice the size He's like the Indy. boss at the end of the video game. Like, yeah, like yeah. everyone and all the like, there's so many onlookers, they really build it up. And for Harrison Ford to just take his gun, shoot him and leave so suddenly. It's so classic. It is so funny. It is so funny. And I obviously now I know why that's a classic scene, but really, really well done. Yes. Even though it wasn't meant to be that it was way. Totally not meant yeah. to be. And like such a happy accident. You gotta love it. Yep. Um, and I mean, you feel bad for poor Terry Richards. He trained for so long. Except I think he, it worked out better it, for him. It did. I mean, he No got one very, would have known who he was, probably. I don't know if he got very famous, but he has an action figure, so it's all good. We love that. <laughs> good for him. So the fight scene happens through Cairo. They run through, and Indy finally gets... So Marion, first of all, is, like, kidnapped in this basket, and... Marion is always kidnapped. And Indy is under the impression that she has died in this truck explosion. Yeah at the end of that scene and he's like, I thought she died. We I looked over I looked over at Melissa and I was like, did she die? I do this a lot when we watch you movies. Do. <laughs> I'm like, did and, and I don't I have to take back the way I just said it. It's more angry. <laughs> like did she die? <laughs> Come on. Like am I really watching this for her to die right here right now? And Melissa just looks back at me and she's like do you really want me to tell you? And I was just like, okay, <laughs> I think we're good. <laughs> I think we're good. But There's yeah. at least one of those, do you really want me to tell you moments? And everyone and every single one. Yeah. Marion, thinking that Marion was dead was not fun, but they got me. I thought she could have been dead. Oh yeah. Yeah. I still like never quite figured out how they how did that. No idea. Die, like how she got out of there. No idea, but she did. I guess in the grand scheme of things. When you're that beautiful, you can just make things happen. <laughs> you just survive. <laughs> you just survive because your beauty has your to be. Your hair always stays perfect and so do you. Oh, don't get me started on the hair. That was always perfect. <laughs> her hair is amazing. I want her hair. And the sweat that was non-existent. 
in the desert, in the heat. In the dresses. And no frizz. All I can think about is she's, like, running in the heat in a dress is, like, how are you not, like, falling over from chafing? We just don't know. (laughs) We just don't know. Girl needs some spanking. Biggest plot hole. Not that she, like, needs to be held in, but, like, I feel so bad for her. I mean. Biggest plot hole in Indiana Jones is that Marion, where was the chafing? I mean, not that we would see it, but, like, (laughs) at some point, I mean. These are the questions we need answered, Stephen. Hit us there up. There was no waddle. Let us know. <laughs> All right. <laughs> this is terrible. Poor Karen Allen. We're talking about her inner Karen thighs. Allen, what a genius. She was great. She's fantastic. Yeah. And more power to her for filming these scenes in those outfits. Seriously. Incredible. Um, they have had her jump through many, many hoops. I, I have to say, like, I am so glad that we have reached a point that now in action movies, women are not just going to be put in dresses and, like, it's, it's so unrealistic. Who can run in that dress? And But, like, even I mean, just a few years ago when the new Jurassic World movie came out, which you haven't seen, Bryce Dallas Howard, she's le- she's in heels and she's like leaving her heels on while she's running from these dinosaurs. And I'm like, girl, what are you doing? Take your <laughs> shoes off. Um, so I guess we're not totally out of it, but we're we're getting there. Yeah. So, all right. So we get out of Cairo. Well, we're, we're technically in, still in Cairo, but out of the city. And Indiana Jones now goes into the map room, which is one of my favorite scenes in the movie. I just think is so cool. Yep. Um, I also really like maps and especially like three-dimensional like built maps like that. I just yep. think it's awesome and watching him like figure out where to put this like staff for it because he mm. figures out previously that the one that the Germans had been using was too short. Well, like it goes in national treasure. <laughs> When Riley holds a water bottle over a uh, a $20, $100 bill. <laughs> I have to brush you up on your nuts. Hold I over. really need to rewatch this. He holds a water bottle over a $100 bill on the on the back and figures out that the clock was at a certain time. And at that time in Philadelphia on the Liberty Bell, when the clock strikes a certain time, that's when you can find the shadow leading you to Benjamin (laughs) Franklin's pair of glasses within a brick. On the Liberty Bell. I think when we post this, we're going to have to note that there are also national treasure spoilers There's in this episode. There's so many spoilers! Um, so many spoilers, but it totally reminded me of that. <laughs> I couldn't help it, but I now see that it was the other way around, that they took it from here. They did. This was so cool. I, just like you, I loved that map room. I loved those details of how he figured it out, including the staff that was so funny that their staff was too short. (laughs) And just watching the buildup, watching the sun pass over and hitting it at just the right time to see, you know, to watch it glow and come to life. I mean, that was beautiful. It's such an awesome moment. And it's such like a quiet moment within this very loud, fast-paced movie too, which I just love so much. It was beautiful. Next, so now Indy finds out where it is on the map and figures out where to start digging, and he ends up in this, like, awesome tomb, like, room that has the ark in it. But of course, he looks down, and it is full of snakes, and we know now that Indiana Jones hates snakes. Hates snakes. And again, another classic scene, classic line that I can't believe you have never heard when Indiana Jones looks down into this tomb and he goes, snakes. 
Why did it have to be snakes? Never heard of it. Never heard that line. I've never seen the film. I've never seen the movie. How would I hear it? Maybe it's, is it like in pop culture? It is definitely in pop culture. Never heard of it. We are, I I know I mentioned. The only reference I know with snakes (laughs) is like, get these mother effing snakes off this mother effing plane. You know that movie. Snakes on a plane. Snakes on a plane. The preeminent (laughs) snake film of our generation. (laughs) That's the only thing I know. Haven't seen the movie, of course. Just know, just know that line. Yeah, no, it's definitely. Definitely, like, a, it's a famous line. But, I of mean, course, there's snakes in it. Those snakes were gross. Did you yeah. tell me that those snakes were actually real? Those snakes were real. Ugh. Um, horrible. And as I was, like, doing some research for this podcast, I actually read that apparently the stunt woman who was working as Marion's stunt woman was supposed to fall into that room, as Marion does, and she chickened out because of the live snakes. Which led Spielberg to approaching one of I, one of the stunt men who was like they're actually like handling the snakes with right. his dad. He walked up to this like young guy and was like, "Hey, how do you feel about shaving your legs and wearing a dress?" And has this like I don't know if he was like a teenager, um, but you know this like stunt kid who worked with the snakes ended up doing um, Marion's part there, and he ended up getting bit multiple times, and they had people on standby like medics with like anti venom and everything. So they had real asps and cobras and. The um, stunt woman who refused to do this was smarter than everyone. Let's just put that out there. She was. I would. She was like, do I that. am not getting bitten. I would. Absolutely never did that. Because, listen, she's getting bitten for not even being, like, seen in this film. Yeah. <laughs> it's not worth it. I mean, like, nowadays they would do it with CGI, but at right. that point, CGI in 1981 I can't was believe not... those snakes were real. That is disgusting. Yeah, they were real. Um, they actually had to bait that cobra that... The scene where Indy is, like, lay, where he's flat on the floor and he looks up and that cobra is staring at him and is hooding. You know, they call it hooding when the, yeah. the snake's, like, hood comes out, I guess. Yeah. Um, cobras don't just do that. They only do that when they're provoked. So the... the Poor snakes! The snake handler was actually Aye. dangling a rabbit, like a dead rabbit, in front of his snake to provoke it. And That's then horrifying. was quickly pulling it out of the camera shot to get that shot of Harrison Ford staring back. Wow. Harrison Ford, by the way, who is not scared of snakes. Clearly! Um, <laughs> and, like, thank goodness, because otherwise we could not have this scene. Yeah. This is a scene, by the way, where Harrison Ford does use his whip as a lasso. <laughs> yes, he does. Um, so I will go ahead and say whip slash lasso for the rest of this <laughs> podcast when he takes down that giant figure. The giant statue of a Yes. Jesus. Oh, yeah. He just knocks right down with his lasso. Probably unrealistic, yeah. but who cares? Yeah, I never really understood how he... Like, I know that, like, the tooth cracks off when Marion, like, holds on she to it. She loosens it up like, a little. It's... Listen, I mean, the power he, of the lasso, my friend. He takes down that whole giant statue. Don't underestimate that the lasso. Huge. Um, <laughs> the lasso is magical. And knocks it right through that wall. Yeah. Um, to to escape, which is pretty cool. Very cool. Um, but of course, he once again has the ark in his clutches. He's done all of the work, and here comes Balak and the Germans, and they just take it from him. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Indiana Jones. Poor Indiana Jones. He's like that kid in the group project that does all the work and then someone else just takes credit for it. <laughs> yeah, that was me. <laughs> oh. Every time. Every time. I'm sorry. It's okay. You really I've... relate on a personal level. Oh, I do. So, um, moving on. So now there's this like awesome scene with Indiana Jones goes after, on horseback, chases these Nazi 
trucks and oh my god like, yeah manages to take over this truck and fight off all of these men very cool scene <laughs> very cool very scene. cool scene did we is that before or after the plane scene did we talk about the plane oh I think the plane is before that. Oh, the plane is before that. Yeah, because he has to, like, destroy the plane before oh, he decides to transport it back to Cairo. Very dangerous things happening. So much anxiety going on during that scene. Oh, my God. And that giant, bald Nazi guy <laughs> comes in to beat him up and unfortunately gets propellered. He's, like, he's like the guy that, like, if this, scene, if this movie had been made 20 years later, like, that would have been The Rock. Yes, yeah, he was so scary and just beating up Indy and, and unfor- not maybe not unfortunately for Indy, he gets propeller. Yeah, he's like, I think he's he's slated as the mechanic. His, of course he's the mechanic. Of course he's the mechanic, um, but that was a cool scene too. Very cool yeah. scene. And because Indy's both trying to fight him off. And also not, like, get himself sliced up by the propeller and yeah. also get Marion out of trouble. You know, I feel like I, I do appreciate that Marion is sort of a, a nice balance between damsel in distress and, like, kick-ass save-herself kind of lady. Right. She definitely has both going yeah. on. But then he does chase them on horseback to <laughs> on the, these trucks and cars that they're on mm-hmm. and they don't even think it's a problem I mean they're watching this happen and they're just like yeah whatever I feel like someone could have like taken out a gun and shot him well they did, they did. that one guy it shot him and it just grazed his uh, shoulder well, I'm talking about the, like the ones in the car in front of him that's correct they they probably could have but they then, were probably all stormtroopers and have terrible aim it's <laughs> that's that's <laughs> more likely than not the case but yeah he he you know, disproved his unbelievable fight prowess in this scene, kicking, like, multiple Nazis out of this truck, mm-hmm. holding on to this truck by a rope being dragged behind it yeah. for a super long time. And then, uh, that was super cool when he, like, crawls under the truck like that. that. <laughs> that was awesome. And then he takes over it and drives away. He does. There is nothing Indiana Jones can't do. And then the part that proves my theory of this entire movie comes to fruition. And what's that? Pirates. (laughs) Pirates enter the film and Brielle is vindicated. The movie's about cowboys and pirates. Thank you all. We can go home. The podcast is over. (laughs) Indy gets on a pirate ship. The look of joy on your face when you realize that it's a pirate ship. Yep. Was amazing. Incredible. Because I was right. (laughs) You were. I was right. Yeah. Awesome scene with the pirates. Yeah. Love that. And the pirate protects him. The pirate protects him. Very cool show of bravery. Obviously, he knows Mm -hmm. he's dealing with some very shady characters. Oh, yeah. And he's still... I mean, a German U-boat appears. (laughs) And that was pretty scary, honestly. Well, this guy is like... He's gotta be like a friend of Sala. Yep. That he gets onto this boat. But really fun fact, he is played by George Harris who you probably don't know the actor name, but you have seen him many, many times because George Harris actually was in multiple Harry Potter movies as Kingsley Shacklebolt. What? Yeah. Cool. Super cool. Very Um, cool. And when you look at him, you like, you can see it, but of course it's like, you know, 25 years later. Right. So he's magic. Yeah. (laughs) Another thing to point out about this scene is Marion's hair is better than ever. (laughs) It is looking fresh and clean and beautifully done. 
And she's in that, like, silk... She's in a silk, like, nighty (laughs) of some kind (laughs) that she finds on the ship and attributes it to the fact that these pirates probably have women around more often than not. But, of course, it's beautifully, perfectly tailored to her. And um, she is in yet another dress in this movie, looking... Beautiful. And we also get this awesome little, like, love scene, almost, Aww, between yeah, that her was and Indy. really sweet. I love that scene. Me too. I love his insecurity about whether or not this, like, ploy to get her to kiss him yeah. is going to work. It's so cute. And it does. It does it work. It does. Of course it does. Yeah. I also, there's also that moment that, like, so she kisses him. And then he, like, falls asleep. (laughs) Right. But then, like, cut to the next scene, like, clearly he woke up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we could just assume he woke up. But it's it's such a cute little scene, and I love that. you have to, at that moment I was realizing, yeah, the man hasn't slept in days. Yeah. So... I know, he doesn't really eat or sleep. I mean, the last time he tried to eat, it was a poison thing. Exactly. <laughs> so so I, didn't, I didn't blame him too much for falling yeah. asleep in that moment. I know, Marion at least got to have dinner with Balak. Yep. Um, but we're nearing the end here, so now we get to this, like, deserted island, pretty much, and the Nazis have, like, a whole camp set up there, and they are taking the Ark, and Balak, of course like, uses his, um, persuasion to convince them that they need to open the Ark first to make sure that the Ten Commandments are in it because they can't bring it to Hitler (laughs) with an empty Ark because, like, what if it's missing? And, but really it's for his own, like, need to see the Ark open. He has to see it, yeah. So out they go into the middle of the island to this place for this, like, epic final scene also we're, a super famous scene. <laughs> we're also Belloc suddenly has this like very tri- like it's some kind of like tribal garment on ready to commence this I don't know what would you call it like ritual a, of yeah, some kind some sort of religious ceremony. Yeah, to like open up this thing like where did he get that from? I don't know. I don't know. He must have brought it with him. He always has it with him at all times. Just in case. Just in case he has to... <laughs> Emergency perf- ritual... Robes of yes. some... Oh, man. I was like, what are you wearing? Where did you get that? You're on a deserted island. But just in case, you always have to have your 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 ceremonial robes on you totally. at all times. I carry mine. A hundred percent. Always have to be ready when duty calls. Yeah. So, yeah. Very cool setup to that scene. Yes. Yes. And Indy, as per usual, is, like, killing or beating up some person to steal their clothes. I wonder Always. throughout the movie what happens to these people, because he's done this several times of just, yeah. of, like, just beating someone up and taking their uniform or taking their robes, whatever he needs to do. And I'm like, what happened to that naked man? Yeah. <laughs> Once he stole it. I know. And you also, but you get one of those great other, like, little humorous moments where Indy beats up this, this... Nazi soldier and takes his clothes and uh-oh, they're too small. Uh-oh, they're too small. Indiana Jones is too buff. Can't fit, can't button it up. He's got to get a bigger uniform and he does. Yes. <laughs> that was a hot moment, honestly. I was like, oh. Yeah. You know, you're, you're doing well. <laughs> oh yeah. It was awesome. I mean, let's be real. If Indiana Jones was made today, he would be shirtless way more than he actually that is, is in this true. Movie. That is true. We need to like get the Bachelor producers on this because 
I would take watching Harrison Ford in the shower every five minutes <laughs> and over Colton. Over Colton. <laughs> I mean, he would be as shirtless as Adam Levine in the Super Bowl. Let's just say that. Um, if you're watching this, uh, watching, you don't watch this. If you're listening to this, you know, a year after we recorded it or you have no idea what we're talking about, um, we are currently in Bachelor season, Colton Underwood. Is the Bachelor? We'll probably make a spinoff podcast and just about the absolutely. Bachelor. <laughs> and um, he is just constantly shirtless in a shower, and yep. it's a little overkill. It is. And Harrison Ford was in a commercial. He was just yeah. in a commercial for the Super, the Super Bowl. Bowl. Yep. My favorite commercial of the whole Super Bowl. It was awesome. That I dog have to stop is saying adorable. That. <laughs> that dog is adorable. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> um, so, all right, so let's just get to this final scene now because another like. Super famous scene that you had never seen when little awful German guy that we hate, this Nazi, gets his face melted off. That is like, that moment is just so threaded through pop culture. Really? And 100%. That is, it's such a famous moment. How old were you when you saw this movie for the first time? So I actually didn't see this movie for the first time until I was about... 20. So you didn't grow up on Indiana Jones? No. So Indiana Jones was a movie that my dad always loved. He has always been a huge Harrison Ford fan, but I was a scaredy cat kid. Like, yeah. 100%. That's why I was asking, because um, that's that was a scary scene. I am 24, and I had my hand over my eyes. Yeah. I mean, like, watching that scene. I can tell you that I had definitely seen parts of it, and I knew what it was about. I mean, it was like, very fake too. Very, um, very, uh, lots of, uh, effects going on 100%. there. 100%. I mean, this was done in 1981. Right. Um, so I, I really can't fault you so much. You saw it four years after I did. Right. I mean, um, let's, let's be honest. But I can tell you that I, I knew much more about Indiana Jones. <laughs> I accept. <laughs> I, I have, saw it. I take no offense and I, and I think that, you know, I just grew up in a house where my parents, it, if they liked a movie, we watched it, but according to my mom, she does not like Indiana Jones. Oh, that's so sad. So, I feel like she needs to give it another chance. I doubt, I doubt she will. <laughs> um, yeah, I, no, I mean, my mom also loved Indiana Jones, for sure. Yeah. Um, she's, when I told her we were watching it, she was, like, very excited about it. Yeah, my um, mom is not the biggest uh, action fan. Yeah. But now that I've seen it, I know that it is not strictly an action film. No, um, whatsoever. No. So it's definitely I. I had definitely seen many parts of Indiana Jones before yeah. I actually watched it because it was on often. It's just that like I think my dad knew which pieces would scare me and yeah. would always tell me to leave the room or turn away. So I Good never man. really got through the whole thing. I mean, but to be fair, he also did that with like the Wizard of Oz. So Aww. I'm wondering, like, I, scary stuff goes on with the Wizard moments. of Oz. I watch movies now that, like, my dad told me would scare me that I'm just like, I wonder if these would have actually scared me or if he just, like, built it up to be Never scary know. because he was scared of them as a kid. Like, the scene in The Wizard of Oz where Dorothy's looking and, like, that globe and the, the witch appears. Very scary. like, absolutely terrified my dad as a child. So my entire life when The Wizard of Oz was on... My brother and I were told to close our eyes for that scene. I never wow. saw that moment until I was oh, in my yeah. 20s. I saw that when I was young, and it was scary, <laughs> so I can attest. I can attest um, that it was scary, but, but it I, didn't scar me for life. I right. feel like I could have watched Indiana Jones before I actually did, um, but I didn't end up watching it until I started working in Disney, because when I was working at the Great Movie Ride, Indiana Jones is one of the huge sh- uh, show scenes yep. in that ride. Yep. Our snakes were rubber, though. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. So, sorry, back to the the final final scene. This final scene where Indiana Jones is now, like, forced to believe in the power of the Ark. 
Yep, absolutely. Um, and because of that, they're the only two that survive its opening, yeah. right? Yeah, they are the only two that survive. He tells Marion to close her eyes, do not open your eyes, don't look at it. And obviously he knows its power at that moment. Everyone else does not. <laughs> they look at it. They It was very dementory spirits just, yeah. you know, flying around and kind of enveloping people. It's totally not what you expect to come out of that arc. No. Very scary. And very cool. Very well done. Very, very cool. Yeah, it was very it, well done. It's, it's a cool moment. Yeah. I mean, I don't know where the thought was for the arc to open and for these, like, spirit. I, I mean, I don't know what... You, I, actually, before I tell you what my thoughts were, I, what were your thoughts, like, of those spirits that were coming out of the Ark? He, I thought, you know, a couple of different things. I thought it could have been, you know, spirits that, of people that had tried to get to the Ark before, right? Like, that mm-hmm. had been opened. Or I thought it could be anyone who, you know, the, on the other hand, had been killed by the Nazis or people that were coming to back to haunt them you know like people's worst you know fears and karmic yeah i don't know i i think maybe that's a little too deep for this movie but Mm, not necessarily i don't know it's like you're you know those people kind of coming back to now take you down (laughs) um which (laughs) was a cool moment a cool moment of revenge if that it was that but i think more likely it was the people who had attempted to open the ark See, and I always thought that it was the people who had been present when they received the commandments, that it was, like, Ooh. the spirits of, like, the Israelites who were there, you know, when the Ark was, you know, originally the Ark of the Covenant that, that's you know, probably we're going right. all the way back. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that was just always how I saw it. I, I don't know whether or not there's been any sort of interviews with Spielberg on it yeah um, we can definitely do some research after if you know and you're listening tweet at us yep let us know because we want to learn yep so yeah that was that's all of Indiana Jones any additional thoughts questions concerns comments? no I think <laughs> I think they've all been answered and spoken about I just I, one thing I, I do want to hit on a touch more is the genius himself, John Williams, has John not been Williams. spoken about enough in this podcast. <laughs> you can never speak about John Williams enough. I can't. I have to start and end the podcast talking about John Williams because, man, you just watch these movies and you're like, without this, this movie is not that good. <laughs> no. No, it just isn't. It really, his music is incredible. You see why he's hired on all of these incredible classic films and he creates the Best theme music. We love He's you, brilliant. John Williams. We you're, do love you, John you're Williams. You're brilliant. And the John Williams-Steven Spielberg pairing is just... It's everything. It's unbeatable. Yeah, it's unbeatable. John, Steven, come on the podcast. <laughs> We'd love to speak to you. <laughs> we would love to speak to you. Oh my goodness, can you imagine if Steven Spielberg was sitting on this couch with us? <laughs> I could, and honestly, <laughs> it would be everything. Would I'd be time. like, Steven Spielberg, how do you feel about creating history's hottest nerd (laughs) and he'd be like you know uh... (laughs) George Lucas and I bumped into each other once when I was a kid so I feel like I have my in this feels this movie I feel like George can like he's he's gonna remember me yeah I was tying my shoe in Disney World (laughs) and he bumped into me and I looked up and it was George Lucas and I I honestly don't remember if he said sorry. <laughs> you should have known that we would do this podcast all these years later yeah, and invited I mean, him right there and then. 
I'm hoping that he forgets that after he bumped into me, my family followed him for, like, a <laughs> long time. Well. But, George Lucas, if you remember me, the kid that you bumped into at Disney's Animal Kingdom in, like, 2002. I'm sure um, he does, actually. Call up your friend Steven. We want to do a podcast with both of you, actually, and John Williams. I mean, let's get the trifecta. I think on this first podcast, this first episode of the podcast, we have very real expectations that we're setting <laughs> for our our guests <laughs> in the future, though that this movie really is a great culmination of the movies that we've watched. Yes. It, it is George Lucas, it is Steven Spielberg, right, George well, Lucas? Oh yeah, George Lucas wrote the story. Well, okay. look... Who knew that George Lucas wrote the story? Right, Who so, didn't? So let's go back. So, so yeah, let's uh, let's get the the trifecta in here: George Lucas, Steven Spielberg, John Williams. Who greatly pulled together the classic films that we have been watching? We've been on kind of a kick, yeah, of uh, Lucas, Lucas and Spielberg. Spielberg, and Lucas wrote the story for Indiana mm-hmm. Jones. Spielberg directed. John Williams, <laughs> the trifecta, <laughs> incredible, incredible. I feel like this really pulls together everything that we've 100%. been doing. Yeah. And then you just stick a hot Harrison Ford in there, and what else do you need? Uh, you actually don't need anything else. You really don't. <laughs> hot Nerd Alert 2019, Indiana Jones is coming back, ladies. It is. <laughs> He's it coming back. Is. I am. I am telling you right now. Hot nerds are on the I rise. Like we, we need to, like, put together just a list of Harrison Ford movies now for you to watch, I think. I agree. Air Force One. Have you seen Air Force One? I haven't seen anything besides what we've watched of Harrison Ford. So, only Star Wars and Indiana Jones. I think Air Force One, I think it's on the list already. I need to check. <laughs> you know I what I was just going to say? I think that's necessary. <laughs> I was just going to say, I was just about to confuse Harrison Ford with Liev Schreiber. No, not Liev Schreiber. <laughs> I'm confused. Liam Neeson? Liam Neeson in <laughs> Taken. <laughs> I was like, oh, was Harrison Ford in, in Taken? Because I've seen Taken. No. No. <laughs> You're like, no, sweetie. No. <laughs> he wasn't. Air Force One. You need to see. Yeah. Um, Witness. No, I haven't seen. I think we can do a whole... Oh my god, Harrison We're Ford chapter. A, I think we might have a whole Harrison Ford season of this show, That's, let's be I am <laughs> perfectly fine with that. I think we're going to have to do some other movies first and build our fan base. But, I think I'm know, the fan base for now. If, if you, I would if like you want to a Harrison Ford-based show, just add us. And, if you uh, want to hear me talk about hot nerds 10 episodes straight, at us <laughs> and say... <laughs> You want to hear me talk and about hot nerd. And suggest your own hot nerd movies. Yeah, honestly, yeah. so beyond hot nerd movies, obviously we're watching this these movies because I've never seen them and it's important education for me. I know that we are probably going to leave out some awesome movies as we go through this podcast. So if you're listening to this and you think, oh my God, she's probably never seen this. You're definitely right. I haven't <laughs> seen it. So tweet at us. And let us, you yeah, know, what are what are your favorite favorite maybe classic we'll, movies? We'll post the list on our Instagram. Yeah, let's let's post the list so people see what we're planning on watching. Yeah. Um, because we would really like. I'm sure we have left out some that maybe Melissa hasn't even seen. Of course, and we do want movies I haven't seen too. Yeah. For the record, we also need to find. I think we need to do an episode of a movie that you've seen and I haven't. Well, National Treasure. Well, you've seen. I've it. seen. National Treasure. <laughs> we'll do just a National Treasure. We're gonna find you watch. something. Didn't we? Oh, well, Stranger Things, but that's not a movie. That's not a movie. But it's very important that you watch that movie. (laughs) 
Um, we will do, we can do a reverse episode. We will. We are, we're um, going to have to really dig through and figure out what you've seen that is a must for me. Yeah, we'll figure that out. But in the, in the meantime, if you have favorite classic movies, let us know what they are yeah. because I've definitely not seen them. Definitely. And if, you, if you're wondering what I have seen, it's all the <laughs> 2000s rom-coms. And that's... <laughs> and national treasure. And musicals. <laughs> and that's pretty much it <laughs> as far as my yeah. movie. But I think we even may have found those. some... You haven't seen Singing in the Rain. Yeah, Singing in the Rain, it's an anomaly. It's I don't anomaly. understand how you haven't seen that. Yeah, it's it's just one of those that was. I not... also I found out recently that I'm the only person in my family that's seen Singing in the Rain, and that blows my mind because it's an old movie. It's a really yeah. old movie, and my family watches movies. I mean, this is like a regular occurrence for us. Yeah. Well. So. What can I say? I don't know. Singing in the Rain's gonna happen. It might be with my whole family. <laughs> I'm. Um, we should do an entire premiere in my dad's family. movie room. Um, Episode. For the record, my my dad recently bought a new house, and at a time in life where most people his age would be downsizing, he upgraded, <laughs> um, I think in the hopes that between me and my brother and three step-siblings, that there would be, like, a whole bunch of grandkids in the next, like, ten years, and that this will be, like, a grandchild mecca. Um, oh, it will so be. So <laughs> he... The one thing that he had to do with, like, his own bare hands was build a movie room. And yeah. I, I'm, we're going to have to post photos of this movie room because, I mean, the carpet is, like, out of control. I, I didn't I don't, I didn't know they made carpet that had movie rails and popcorn on it. It is a true movie theater. It is a true it's movie theater. It's beautifully done. Um, we, we watched uh, one of the Star Wars movies in we there. Did. We watched the last one. In the yeah, we watched episode eight. Yeah, episode eight. In there, incredible sound, incredible everything. But just to give you a good picture of like <laughs> just the difference between Melissa's family and my family, is like her dad went with the movie room, and when my parents moved into their house, my mom created a playbill room. <laughs> uh, where it's my favorite room. <laughs> and I won't. I will say that the playbill room is also just the TV room. <laughs> like that's where we watch TV. It's where we sit every day all the time and there are many a playbill of many it's a show so beautiful. my mom's probably seen well over a thousand broadway shows you also your entire refrigerator is covered in playbill covered in, and and i'll tell you this too my mom when renovating her kitchen purposefully had to find the one stainless steel fridge in existence that you could put magnets on because many stainless steel <laughs> fridges you cannot put magnets on. That's true. But she had to get her Broadway magnets up on there. So that explains a little bit more about why I've really never seen any movies, why I've pretty much only listened to Broadway soundtracks and seen Broadway <laughs> shows. It's a blessed life. I will say it is you nothing have a great life. nothing to complain about, but I'm very glad to be getting this movie education. Pro now. tip by the way, guys, if Brielle ever tells you that you need to see a show because it's going to be famous see that show because you will miss out if you don't. And I still regret not seeing Dear Evan Hansen I told you. six months before the Tony. <laughs> I told I sat Melissa down and I think we explained that we're co-workers, but I sat her down in her office and I said, Melissa, <laughs> I have something very important to tell you. Dear Evan Hansen is going to be so famous and going to win all the Tonys and you have to see it before it blows up. And um, unfortunately for her, she didn't take that opportunity. Now the tickets are like four hundred dollars yeah. piece. And, so uh, if you if you need to know what the next big show is going to be, you can at Brielle Brook. Is that your Twitter? I think it's at Brielle DB. At Brielle DB. That yeah. sounds right. Yeah. 
I think we're gonna post all these things, guys. Yeah, we'll see. You'll see. But that has there ever been an Indiana Jones musical? No, but ooh, (laughs) no, but ooh is right. Yeah. Ooh, you know what you should do? I'm looking this up. So. If you guys are on the um, Midnight Drive-In website, which is hosting this show, we're one of four podcasts um, within this Midnight Drive-In family, and there is actually one of our our sister podcasts, I guess we'll call it, is called Here's My Pitch. And I think it's really just intended to be for, like, movies and TV shows that will never get made, but I think that we should persuade Matt, of course, Matt Curley, our producer, my husband, is the one hosting this show, um, and he's actually bringing people on every week to give their pitch for something that would never get made. And I think that Indiana Jones, the musical should be your pitch. I'm just looking up if there's ever been an Indiana Jones musical made. (laughs) And it looks like in some, you know, very random town somewhere, someone has made an Indiana Jones, the musical (laughs) and there's a trailer for it. (laughs) And it looks like there's, a song called, like, Bouncing Boulders. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Something like that. I mean, listen, I think there's still room. Oh, Bouncing Bulger. Bulger? (laughs) Bouncing Boulder. I can't say it. I'm just gonna just take that. Okay. (laughs) Anyway, we'll look into this, but maybe we'll make the the Indiana Jones musical. But I think, I mean, Matt will be very happy with me because I just plugged his other podcast. (laughs) Good for Don't you, Matt. To guys. Yep. Here's my pitch. I think their first episode is coming up either right before this gets out or the week after. Yeah. So you might hear some familiar guest stars on it if you keep listening. Here's my pitch. A National Treasure Indiana Jones crossover. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, Nicolas Cage and Harrison Ford. Ah! Amazing. Ah, I can't take it. It's We're too exciting. We're going to be all about this. Okay. <laughs> all right. We should wrap this up because yep. we've been rambling now. So much um, rambling. But we hope that you guys enjoyed the first ever episode of How Have You Never Seen That? We're very excited to deep dive into Brielle's list of movies that she's never seen. Make sure to tweet at us at pod never seen instagram is will be the same handle at pod never seen never seen podcast was taken how have you ever seen that was too long <laughs> but you know write to us we want to know what you think of this what you want us to talk about um what movies you want us to watch any general thoughts we want to hear from you except um if it's negative just don't say it <laughs> yeah we don't want any trolls okay guys don't troll me no trolls the only trolls i'm just a sensitive girl from long island looking for a hot <laughs> nerd <laughs> But if you're hot nerd, troll us. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. So yeah, join us again in two weeks. I think our next movie is going to be E.T. I think that's what we have on the docket. Fun! I can't yeah. wait! Another classic I have not seen. I really hope that everyone who just heard me say that E.T. was the next movie just gasped. <gasps> They all do. That's that's probably one of the number one gasps that I get when I say yeah. I've never seen that. Yeah. Well, I think you're going to love it. So guys, tune in, listen to Real Discover E.T., and we can't wait to be back for more. Thank you for joining us. I'm Melissa Curley. I'm National Treasure. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm Brielle. I'm Brielle Brooke. And this was How Have You Never Seen That? Episode 1. Talk to you soon. How's the theme song go? Do 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 do